Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No question about it. You know what? I remember the song. I don't remember the band. I think it's Looking Glass, and that would be like early 1970s. Winners now brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. Hey, if you want to jump aboard and suggest a Yacht Rock special, Texas on the Ashley Five Floors text line. We're going a little bit off the rails here on Friday. It's kind of what we do. It's at the end of the week. Uh, Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 7804960063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. Uh, we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 7804960063. The River Cree Resort Casino Excitement Bet on it. And we are joined courtesy of our friends at Wow Factor Desserts. Help yourself to irresistible dessert delights at their new retail location, 3508 56th Avenue in Edmonton, or click uh, wowfactordesserts.com. We welcome back to the show Brian Lawton. Hello, Brian. How you doing? That was some fine yacht rock. Yeah. Randy, I think that's Looking Glass might might have been the artist. That was a long time ago. That's, yeah, absolutely. Maybe. Do you, do you, like we op- we open up with a little bit of Christopher Cross, and we talked about you know there, there's some acts out there that maybe not everybody wants to admit that they're big fans of. Elliot just came on and he said he loves Christopher Cross because obviously look everybody everybody's got a spot for hard rock or rock back in the day, but there is this time when you can you know maybe you're out in the lake or something on a boat and you want to chill a bit. Go down that path, you know. We can be uh, we can be multidimensional people, not limited to one or two things. You know, Renaissance men and women. You know what I'm saying, Brian? I've gone to the uh, yacht rock once in a while on the boat. To be honest with you, yes, that's true. All right. Uh, well, the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, they're looking to add more people to the boat to get them over the top. You have worked in the NHL as a general manager. You started Octagon's player agency. When you came into the league as the number one pick in the 1983 draft, uh, the Edmonton Oilers were on the precipice of five Stanley Cups in seven years. 
uh, where they had guys that, you know, the perception was, uh, you know, hey, you had a chance to win, you wanted to go to Edmonton. Uh, then there were some tough times for the Oilers organization, and at one point the Oilers were getting money from the American teams of the Canadian Assistance Program 2001-2004. This would have been around the time that you were working as and starting off as an agent. Um, and and I, I remember the Oilers putting out a video uh, at the end of the 06-07 season for potential uh, players and clients. I'm just, give me your perspective as a guy that's worn multiple hats, as a player, as an executive, as a GM, uh, spending a number of years as a broadcaster, and obviously uh, for a lot of years, one of the biggest agencies in the business with Octagon. What is your perception in the here and now of the Edmonton Oilers organization and where they're at? I have a copy of that video in my office. Just, uh, you know, as you're jogging my memory, I remember receiving it. Kevin Lowe, I believe, was the GM that year, and Edmonton had put together a video as to the finer points of playing for the Edmonton Oilers. I probably rated the video a B minus. Okay. Truth be told. But I love the effort. The reality is, is that today resembles nothing like it did back then for the Edmonton Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers are no longer a place that you have to talk people into going to. They're no longer a place, in my opinion, that you have to overpay players to come to, or management people, for that matter, to work for. Uh, A lot of people don't realize how far up the chain Edmonton's moved. Uh, The revenues are through the roof. That stuff doesn't get published, but I certainly am privy to where organizations sit. And uh, it is a completely different picture for the Edmonton Oilers today, certainly than they were back in 05, 06. I think they're going back to those days where they were winning. And I think that uh, these are the reasons why when people ask me, why am I so bullish on Edmonton? It's because they're through those times. They're ready to explode. People want to play with Connor. They want to play with Leon. They want to play with so many other guys on this team that uh, it's a huge selling point. And even though it's not a no state tax, players don't care. There's a group of players out there that are the players you want in your organization. They're not the group of players that are mercenaries. You don't want those guys. You want the guys that want to win. And that's what Edmonton is selling now. And quite frankly, that's why the future is very bright for this team. So at the time uh, in 07, at that stage, uh, Rexall Place would have been 33 years of age. Rogers Place is in its, uh, let's see, we started in 1617. So we just finished year number six in that building. It was voted uh, top three ice in the league and the best visiting dressing room in the league. I actually joked with our guys when I saw those NHLPA rankings. I'm like, why did you make the visiting dressing room so good? You made it too hospitable. But how, I mean, you take you take a look at the fan base. Uh, you know where the revenues. It's my belief the Oilers are probably top seven or eight in the league in the league revenues. Um, you know, I know what the TV numbers are. They're way higher than that TV numbers. I, I would imagine, uh, even with radio, uh, based on per capita size of the market, the Oilers are are, are, are very uh, competitive in that regards too. This just is. This just is, and I mean the fan base is all in. This isn't just a byproduct of the fact that they've got some additional selling points. Are those, uh, you know, they've had the same owner now for 15 years. Are those additional things that when when an agent's, you've been in the chair, when the agent's recommending the player, do these sort of things get factored in on top of, oh, yeah, by the way, they got McDavid and Dreisaitl? 
Yeah, they all do. All the way down to, you know, one of your earlier comments just a second ago that you think the visiting dressing room is, is nicer than it should be. There used to be a philosophy that let's make it rough on guys when they come here. We'll go Scotty Bowman. We'll turn the heat up in between periods even until someone complains. And those days are past. I think it was genius for Edmonton when they built their building, such a beautiful hotel right there, incredible facilities, light in the building, which these are all the little things I hear from players still. That's why I spend about eight weeks every summer around current players. And uh, I'm a little bit, I don't know if people are a Ted Lasso fan in Canada, but down here in America, it's very popular. And one of the things he always says is you got to be curious. You got to ask questions. You got to not be judgmental. I ask guys 50 times a summer what they think of all the organizations. And you can't believe the positive feedback I get on Edmonton. And that is, a big reason why I'm bullish on it. It's not just hearsay. It's not just lip service. Uh, it's what players are talking about, and it's why Edmonton is going to continue uh, their rise up the ranks until they start winning championships. All right, so the Oilers lost to Colorado last year, Brian, and I think it's fair to say the Avs were just better. Edmonton lost in four straight. Um, Vegas is a well-run, highly competitive organization, and they won Game 5 and Game 6 when it mattered. I think Vegas is going to win the Stanley Cup. I don't know who you got, but I think Vegas is going to win the Cup. Um, does it change the narrative a bit on the Oilers if Vegas does say winning 5 and 6 over Florida and they ultimately win the Stanley Cup as to maybe how close the Oilers really were? Yeah, I definitely think it changes the narrative. I, I think it'll do two things. I think Edmonton will garner some respect off of that. I do agree with you that Vegas will win. Um, but more than anything, I think it might cause, you know, the coaching staff, the, the management, people in the organization to take a deeper look at Vegas and specifically how deep a team they are. Edmonton had the better players, but Vegas had more depth. And in the end, um, that won out. I really was even myself, partially surprised by that. I yep. thought Edmonton would beat Vegas in the playoffs, but it just speaks to how much you could play your star players and how much in hockey you need to build the rest of your team. Now, there's always reasons why teams don't necessarily get to fantasy hockey where they have this great lineup that everybody envisions. Yep. Most of the time, that's salary cap. And I think Edmonton was a little bit caught in that. Uh, I think their situation is getting better. That's another another part of the reason why I'm bullish. I think that um, most of their contracts are excellent. If you really break them down and look at them, obviously Connor and Leon, you can't have you know any amount by the standards today that would be representative of that. But when you go on down the line and you look at Hyman, Payne, what Ryan Newton Hopkins gave them. Uh, bringing Matias Ekholm in at just $6 million. There's just a lot of value on this roster as they start to capitalize on that and haven't helped the rest of the league when the cap jumps up. Edmonton is going to be a dominant club. Or, in my opinion, assuming they can sign Leon Dreisaitl and then Connor McDavid, they'll be a dominant club for the next 10 years. And I think that, you know, when you really look at what's going on there, Ken Holland has done an incredible job I don't think he gets enough credit for what he's done. Um, you know, he had come off a run in Detroit that 
certainly wasn't commensurate with the beginning of his career or the 20 years, 15 years prior. But he is back on top of his game. He's done a really good job. Paul Coffey, I think, has been enormous for this organization. You don't hear much about Paul, but uh, his influence is, you know, you can see it from a distance. I hear it from other people. It's, you know, he recognizes something that he knows well, and that is the ability to run off a bunch of championships with a group of guys. So uh, I'm pretty bullish on that as well. It's funny. You mentioned coffee, and, I mean, when I th- people seem to neglect to remember this, but uh, Wayne Gretzky's and, Paul- and uh, Mario Lemieux's greatest years, there was one reoccurring theme with both of them statistically. That's who they had on the back end. <laughs> that was Paul Coffey. Yeah. Like the highest scoring offensive seasons that Wayne had uh, in Edmonton and, and Mario had in Pittsburgh. And I, I know enough about Paul that he would never take credit for that. But the reality is <laughs> the numbers increased when he was there. So, I mean, he is the second highest scoring defenseman of all time. And he played about 300 fewer games than the guy that's the highest scoring defenseman. So, uh, and it's pretty close between them in terms of points. That's interesting that you mention that because we don't talk a lot about that. It's it, it, To me, Edmonton's in a unique spot here. Now, you said something else. You didn't just say it's on the players. You talked about the fact that management and coaching, you, you have to continuously grind away. And I'm, you know, I know that when you were in Tampa, you know, you hired some people, but the the reality is your team was rebuilding at that point in Tampa. The orders are so close, and the best people, Brian, they constantly are sitting there asking themselves how to get better. Is that not the case? Absolutely. And let me tell you, there's a lot of best people that want to be working for the Edmonton Oilers. They don't need to beg anybody to work for them. You know, people can recognize the opportunity around that whole philosophy of what's going on there. So the, the world has gotten a lot easier. Now the, now the club management uh, ownership's been so stable. It, it's, I really feel like it's their time to capitalize on that. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, it's it's music to the ears of what you're seeing. We're just getting tons of texts coming in as we speak here when you talked about the fact that assuming they can get Leon and Connor done, we're talking about a 10-year window of competitiveness. On the cap, maybe you can educate our listeners here because you used to represent players, the escrow amount, which was a big issue. So at one point they were holding back how much? 16 to 18% of the player's salary? Yep. The players pre-negotiated deal that had some guaranteed escrow amounts that's getting to lower numbers but all of it was done based off of the money that essentially was loaned to the players by the ownership groups uh it's specifically in the beginning of the pandemic when salaries were going to drop so precipitously so the owners came in lent money the players have had to spend the last few years here paying that back that is almost done now and I mean very close to almost done. Not enough done where the cap jumped up enormously this year, even though you've heard a lot of conversation about that. Yep. Uh, that, is a, that is a point that is tough for the NHL to negotiate because the players have a guaranteed escrow next year that they're very happy with. So um, although it's been talked publicly about maybe trading some of that back in, that's not an easy one for the NHL, but after this year, you're going to see the cap jump up significantly, in my opinion, and that's going to open the door even more for Edmonton. All right, so 6% is the escrow right now. What do they got, about $85 bucks left to pay off to the ownership? Absolutely less than 100 okay. left, and this was an amount that started 
just under a billion. Okay. So what sort of jump? I mean, we know it's going to go to 83.5 this year, and Edmonton's going to have to get super creative. I even like the little subtle deal they made to pick up Jaden Groove, a third-round pick from the Rangers that they didn't sign. They traded a fifth-round pick. They waited till the last possible day to execute the trade. In other words, they gave Rangers time to shop and see if they could get a better pick. They couldn't, and they take a swing on a six-foot-three right-shot center. Those are little tweaks you can make. A guy that's you know under their own nose here in Red Deer playing for the Rebels organization. Um, anyhow, uh, it is m- money is going to be tight, uh, and you got to get creative in the short term. How much of a jump could you foresee eighty three five this year? Where do you think it could be going in a year from now in twenty twenty four? Oh, I, I think it easily surpasses a four million dollar jump next year when it's all said and done. Wow, they're really humming with the new deals for the league uh, attendance. You know, there's always been a, a worry that as ticket prices increase, it'll shut off. But that has not happened. And I don't see that happening in the foreseeable future for the NHL. There's been some challenges with RSNs, obviously, in the United States. Sounds like that's getting worked out better than I would have thought. Um, I, there, there's a lot of good things going on. You know, you're looking at the Ottawa situation. You're hearing a billion dollars. And I can tell you I've spoken to a couple of the different perspective groups in that bidding war that's going on. And those numbers are real. So um, I just see it at least four or $5 million next year. And that's really going to open things up, uh, especially for a team like Edmonton. So you're going to have all these teams that have money. Then you're going to come back to what we're talking about, which is where do you want to play? Now that you can get a good wage, you're going to lose some of that well, I got to go to this market because they can pay me more than these other markets. That's going to get even better for a team like Edmonton as the money increases and they can pay more competitively. Yeah, well, and again, now we're not talking about not having the financial wherewithal to uh, to pay competitively. We're talking about cap space because they've got a much more compelling message to sound, which is that, hey, you got a chance to win here. Uh, you're, you're taking Vegas, Brian? I'm taking Vegas. Yep. I was very impressed by them. Uh, I think Florida has been a complete Cinderella story. Who could have seen Bobrovsky, the things he was going to do that came out of nowhere, really like in the middle of the first round. So good, good for Florida. They've been a great story either way. Uh, I've got friends on both sides of the equation. I'll be psyched for whoever wins. You're going to see a lot of first timers, first time organization, first time coaches, uh, this is going to be a super interesting series, in my opinion. You worked for Owen, Oren Coolis and Len Berry when they owned the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, are you in, with Oren? I, I I bumped into Ty, uh, Tyson's dad a couple times on the father's trip. I don't foresee him getting back into NHL management or ownership, rather. Uh, tell me this. Could Oren get back in if he wanted to? Yes, I believe he could. Okay. Warren has continued to do great things in the business world. Uh, he's just done fantastic personally, including some uh, really exciting things that are going on for him. So, yes, I could see that happening. I don't see him leading the purchase of an organization, but I wouldn't be surprised if he resurfaced in an ownership group. Uh, and just for our listeners, uh, can you maybe educate them as to which Hollywood properties Oren was a part of? 
Orrin was the producer of a very uh, popular show called Two and a Half Men that many people have enjoyed. Uh, and then, of course, he's also the original producer of the Saw franchise, and their 10th movie is coming out this October. And then there's some other exciting news about another 10 picture deal that uh, Orrin and his partner have signed. There's a lot going on with him uh, in Hollywood. And uh, he's as connected to hockey ever. I spoke to him this morning. Probably speak to him five times a week, to be honest with you. Put in a good word for me one of these days, okay? (laughs) I certainly will. (laughs) Thanks, Brian. (laughs) You have a great weekend. I'm just seeing the text line, and uh, people are digging your comments. So thanks for joining us here in Oilers Now. My pleasure. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Brian Lawton. For our friends at Wow Factor Desserts, help yourself to irresistible dessert delights at their new retail location, 3508 56th Avenue in Edmonton, or click wowfactordesserts.com. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you, 125 in Edmonton. This is Orders Now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. A little Canadiana there for you. Edmonton-based Jensen Interceptor. That song was huge. I'm thinking in either 79 or 80. Yeah, right here on this station. What do you got, Brendan? It was the early 80s. It was the early 80s, Randy? Is it that was, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I love that song, man. I, That's a great song. I sent Kennedy a message a minute or a few minutes ago, too, hoping she would call in to say, thanks for playing my song, but I haven't heard back from her. All right, nicely done. Uh, Randy's got the global news, weather, traffic update. Brendan, we're going to save your thoughts here until uh, 1.35, because... Brian Lawton made a pretty, I mean, that was a pretty interesting interview. He didn't beat around the bush there, did he, in terms of the proverbial, hey, the orders are in a completely different position now than they were 15 years ago. Well, we talk about what it means to us or to the to the Oilers that they've lost out potentially to the last two Stanley Cup champions. What does that mean to players around the league who are looking to compete for a yeah. Stanley Cup championship? It clearly means something to them that they're right around it. And uh, for those of you that are wondering, uh, Brian spends uh, most of his time in... Uh, uh, the state of hockey in Minnesota. They've got the beauty league going on, and he talks all the time to, to current players in that market, and uh, hmm, interesting stuff. Uh, we will tell you that guests and Oilers now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Book your celebration for the census with jvedmonton.ca. We'll go off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. Uh, come back with some thoughts from Kyle Dubas. Uh, some thoughts from you as well, and Brendan Escott coming up in the final half hour of Oilers now.